I would love for us together collaborate to talk about preaching strategies that could be helpful for planters and pastors really all throughout our network. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Welcome to the We Are Send Network podcast. My name is Noah Oldham, the lead pastor of August Gate Church in St. Louis, joined as always by Dahadi Lewis, the lead pastor of Blueprint in Atlanta, Georgia, and Hayden Ratner, the senior pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. How are we doing, brothers? Hayden, how are you, bud? Hey, I'm doing good. Another day. I'm not, I was going to say another dollar. <laughs> that doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but another podcast to lean in and get better. I love that. Let's go. Dahadi, man. Welcome. Good to see you. Uh, how are you doing? How you doing? How you feeling today, brother? I'm doing well. I mean, the weather has been holding up. I mean, we're in the, you know, it's been interesting how deep we're in to the year and the weather is still going well here. So I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. What else could we expect from 2020 besides um, a turn from the norm? So, well, guys, hey. We, we have a new year coming very, very soon. 2021 is upon us. That means planning and strategizing, getting ready. And one of the things that most pastors and most church planters are probably doing is beginning to think about, if they've not already begun, thinking about their preaching strategy for the next year. Mm-hmm. I would love for us together collaborate to talk about preaching strategies that could be helpful for planters and pastors really all throughout our network. And so let's begin with this question though, the foundational question for all of this. Hayden, would love to hear from you. Why is preaching important, especially in a church planting context? Mm, Wow. Yeah, I think it's important, number one, because Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 1, toward the end of that chapter, he says that God would use the foolishness of man's preaching to save people. And I think at the end of the day, we want to get back to this evangelistic mindset. Hey, Jesus came to seek and save the lost people. How does he do that? Well, he's going to do that through the preaching of the gospel, through the preaching of the word. I think it's important because that's how Jesus saves people. And he's glorified through preaching. When we lift him up through the preaching of his word, he draws people to himself Mm -hmm. and uh, and not only that, Jesus modeled this in his own life. I was just recently reading in Mark chapter 2. Uh, it says that Jesus was in the home right before they lowered the paralytic man uh, down. It says, but before they did that, Jesus was in the house preaching, in quote, the word. And mm-hmm. so I love how Jesus was preaching the word. And so I want to I I be like my dad. I want to be like the Lord himself. Let's preach the word. It's good, man. I love it. I love it. God drawing people through the preaching of his word. All kinds of strategies and methods are going to be innovated throughout the years. But one thing that should never change is the leading out, the preaching of the gospel. Hey, yeah. Dahadi, what are you preaching through right now, man? Well, I mean, we're preaching through the book of Proverbs, actually. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be we're wrapping that up. And then now we're moving into our Advent series. So this last couple of years, we're doing the Advent and I think really, I think it's important for us because, you know, especially in 2020, it's just like, it's the burden of hope, mm. right? And I think 
Um, that's really what the Advent series brings out for many people. It just reminds us that we can have that we can have hope, but in us having right. hope, there's still pain you know, in our hope. And so we're going to be preaching through the Advent series, finishing up um, the Proverbs. And so, we, yeah, we're just really excited about that. And the Proverbs series is was is called Thy Will, you know, mm-hmm. and just in the midst of 2020, the pandemic, nice. we just want Thy Will to be done and we want to be able to walk it out. No pun intended. Walk church, walk it out. Let's walk it out. Let's walk it out. <laughs> hey, what about you, Hayden? What are you preaching through right now and, and why? Yeah, that's that's great. Well, our church recently turned five years old, and we wanted to build a theme around that birthday, and we titled it The God of More. And so that came out of Ephesians 3.20, now to him who's able to do far more. And I just felt a burden for our church that we want to experience whatever God's more is for us. We want to, we want to tap in. We want to walk in his more. And so that led us to a series that God wants to do more in me. God wants us to do more in our city. God wants to do more in our church. All of these are sermons. God wants to do more in our nation. So right now we're in a kind of like a sub-series within the series, God wants to do more in our nation. And we're talking about what it looks like for our country to experience God's more. And then we're going to go beyond that. God wants to do more in our world and have a little bit of a global perspective there. And so, yeah, we're leaning into this word more and building sermons around the, the God of more. These are expositional sermons that fit in this series, The God of More. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love how you guys both have intention for it. You know, 2021, our 2020 and the year of all that it's been, um, hiding this five-year anniversary, wanting people to dig in and lean into the vision and believe God for more. Uh, We're going through the book of Ezra right now. We got to uh, the new ministry year, which starts for us in September every year. And we just said, God, what are you up to on the earth? And it took us to the book of Ezra because in the middle of, of exile and brokenness, just like we've been wow. walking through in our country, God had a plan. And I loved it because I was able uh, at the very beginning to show how God was the hero of the story and not Cyrus, this pagan king that God used. And I was able to say in one sermon um, that, that, that no matter who won an election in the future, God was in control and God was to be praised and God was accomplishing his purposes on the earth. And uh, I got to say, hey, Tyrus, or Cyrus was a tool and anybody God uses is a tool in his hands. And um, but, <laughs> but tools are just tools. They're not to be, they're not to be worshiped. And just yeah. timely things that God does in his word. Um, I love the intentionality. And I, I do want to encourage guys with intentionality. And so, hey, where do you think you're going next? If you know, where do you think you're going next and why? So how do you start with you, man? Do you know where you're going next and and why? Yeah, I mean, you know, what we're going to be doing, I'm doing a series right now. This is never the way the series ends. Like I come up with, I just, because I'm a literalist, you know, like, you know, in terms of starting the name series and then the creatives get it and then they change the names. But right now um, we're going to be kicking off the year with the Daniel and the prophets and the minor prophets. And really... Like in our day, we need God, the Bay God, to raise up more prophets to speak to our culture. And so what I'm going to be doing is we're going to be looking at basically starting with the book of Daniel, like we're exiles in a foreign land, and then basically doing the, the whole book. And so the we're, it's going to be interesting. We've, nice. we've never done it necessarily like this, but we're going to be taking a book a, a Sunday. So the whole book of Daniel on one Sunday, the whole book of you know, Malachi, you know, and every one of the minor prophets. So we're going to do that for 
you know, for about two or three months, three months yeah. that, that we're doing. So we're, we're excited about it. And the reason why is because we just need, like, how do we, have, you know, embrace our prophetic voice in this season? Wow, that's awesome. Hyde, what about you? Where are you going next and why? Yeah, well, we're going next. We, when it, when it comes to December, uh, we're going to be really leaning into the Christmas story. We think, hey, we got one, one shot a year to really focus in. And there's so much application that comes from focusing in on the different characters in the, the Christmas story. So we're going to be building some sermons around that and trying to really bring out a great Christmas Eve service. That's one, one of the things that we've built into our culture is trying to have a, a heavy invite evangelistic Christmas Eve. And so we're going to do that. But then in 2021, uh, we're actually just jumping back into the book of Ephesians. We've been walking through Ephesians for over two years now. And really how we do it is we, we kind of walk expositionally through a chapter and then we'll take a break and then we'll do something either topical or a character study or something like the God of more. And, um, and then we'll go right back in. And so we are getting ready to start chapter six and we've made our way all the way up to this final chapter in Ephesians. And so, yeah, we're getting ready to jump right back in, walk verse by verse through chapter six and talk about this battle, this spiritual warfare. I think we're timed up and ready for it. Man, I love you employed a couple of strategies there. One, it was using the cultural rhythms of our calendar to say yeah. the word speaks to this very clearly. So the Christmas season, and then you use the you also use this strategy of evangelism, the the easy mm-hmm. opportunity for evangelism at Christmas, pulling in on that. I love that. And I think that planters encourage them to think through those rhythms that God has already given us in our cultural calendar to say, yeah. how do we take the word and and, and use it? Um, in a way that he's afforded for us. Hey, we, we are, we're in, in Ezra, and then we're going to be pausing for Advent. And in our Advent series, we are focusing in on this, really this, this uh, line from a Christmas song, Oh, come let us adore him. We really want to stoke our church's heart for adoration of Jesus Christ in the next season. Nice. It's been a hard year. It's been a political year. It's been a lack of focus year for so many people. We want to make sure the focus of our eyes and our hearts and our affections get put squarely on Jesus Christ. So as we begin a new year, we're able to say, hey, I, he is the one we adore. He's the one we look to for hope. And then we're going to finish out Ezra. We'll probably be there for the next, I don't know, six months maybe, because we're pulling in, um, just like the book of Acts has all these letters that get you know stemmed out from it. The book of Ezra, it has some prophets, Haggai and Zechariah. And so we're following those and using those as well. And love it. So preaching calendar, that brings up a great, a great question. Do you guys have a preaching calendar? Uh, why or why not? Hayden, let's start with you, man. Do you have a preaching calendar like planned out for the next year? Uh, if so, why? If, if not, why? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, our, my answer, you're probably not going to love. It's, it's like yes and no. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I, I lean a little prophetic in the sense that I want to I want to hear from God in the season. I don't want to be uh, tethered to a calendar that I put together in 2020 when God took us a different direction in 2021. Yeah. And also, I'm 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 realize so I, I'm I'm about I'm, I'm typically about six weeks ahead as far as where I know where I'm going, and then I feel like those next six weeks start to get shaped in the middle of the six weeks and. One thing that I've been thinking about in this past year, year five of church planting, I realized that unless I'm preaching on some of these subjects that I really want our church to grow in, I don't know that we're going to grow in them. And so, for example, 
uh, one of our cultural, um, not just cultural, but one of, one, of our, one of our themes in our church is honor. We want to have a, a, a culture of honor. We have this phrase, honor is our expectation. But I've just sensed we're not growing in this area like I'd like for us to. And then I said, maybe because I've never preached on it. <laughs> and so we did a series on honor this year that was about a six-week series on the subject. And all of a sudden, people are honoring. People are, it's in their language. It's in the DNA. And then I said, man, hold up. When's the last time I preached on prayer and like gave some real attention to it multiple weeks in a row on the subject? All of a sudden, now people are hungry for prayer. And so I realized, man, I got to preach on things that I want to see in our church. And so 2021, I, I'm going to be doing some more of that strategically and saying, hey, what, what I want to see, I got to make sure that that's getting preached on and see if I do some stuff from there. It's good. What about you, Hadi? Do you have a preaching calendar for the entire year? Uh, why or why not? Yeah, I mean, usually we, we go about I mean, six months to up to a year um, historically. However, we are very, very flexible with it. There's been many times that we put series on the side and addressed a certain topic or a certain manner. There's times that we said this is not. So we we kind of take on the approach of let's plan for the year because we do a, we have a team teaching uh, motto and format and so we just need to make sure that all of our pastors are prepared, the prep work, and just a lot of different things. And if we ever do push something to the past, we all the time don't come back to it, but we do it. We put all of our stuff on an Excel sheet, nice. you know, and so we know who's preaching, all of the different, you know, the kind of their theme, their, their topics and all of that. And we kind of prepare that in, in advance. And then we also in that we get our whole staff team together and say, hey, in X amount of months, this is where we're going because we really try to leverage all of like all of our platforms to really be able to engage in the topic in which we're the general direction we're going as a church. Man, that's good. Yeah. I love it. And yeah, we do yeah. something really similar. Um, and so it's, it's good to hear that, that I'm following in, in your wake. And so I know that I'm right on if I'm doing what you do to Hadi. So hmm. uh, that yeah. works. Or dead off. You know, <laughs> well, we, hopefully not. <laughs> Wait, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see when we get to heaven. <laughs> That's right. Well, one of the things I want us to, to make sure we give some handlebars for before we're done today is um, some strategies for planting in a church or for preaching in a church planting context. A lot of our listeners are going to be in that context. And so uh, I'll start with a few and love for you guys to add into those afterwards. There's three that I'd like to share. If you're planting in a church planting context, or what I would say is really a, a multiplying context, you want to see new people come in to grow. You want to see people sent out. Um, number one, I'd say, make sure you preach the vision on a regular basis. I've heard different people say, hey, preach the vision the first Sunday of every month. I know Rick Warren um, every year is preaching through their, their vision um, and a series, you know, every, every, at least once a month or for an entire month of, an, uh, of the year. But find ways to preach the vision, whether it works its way into texts that don't come from the vision, but it builds in together or having standalone, people need to have that in front of them. Because if not, man, people are going to move the vision of the church in the direction they want to go, or they think it needs to go. Preach the vision. Number two, I'd say preach the story. What I've found in church planting, for my context at least, is we're reaching a lot of people who have no background in the, in the Bible, no background in the church. And so they need, they need to know the meta-narrative of Scripture. And so I try to use a lot of my illustration opportunities to bring in stories from other parts of the Bible to show them this, this beautiful connected story that the Bible unfolds. Every time we start a new book, I, I bring us to where we're at in the meta narrative as we start on that first week. So in Ezra, I told the whole story of the Old Testament. 
so they could see this is where we're at. This is where it fits. So preach the, the story. And then thirdly, I would say preach doctrine. Like, don't be afraid of teaching the doctrines of the Bible. And so I love how Hyde, you said already, like you're in Ephesians, you're camped out. I know why you're camped out. Because that thing is so rich. Like you could yeah. spend an entire month on one verse, some of those verses. Yeah. And so preach doctrine, pause, and yeah. you hit a point that's really applicable and helpful and needed. Camp out there, teach that robust doctrine because people need it. Because a lot of people we're reaching, they don't have the background. We can't assume people think biblically. So let's help them. So preach the vision, preach the story, preach doctrine. What would you guys add to that as helpful strategies for preaching in a church planning context? I would say one of the things that um, in here is specifically in church planters is run to the tension. Like a lot of times we want to stay away from what's going on, the tension, you know, specifically if you're in a um, a multi-ethnic context, right? Run to the tension that oftentimes divides because people like are wanting to wrestle with like, how is this, like they're looking for ways and tools to navigate. And the problem is, is that oftentimes we leave it up to, you know, the news stations or whatever it's on how to navigate this. And we're not speaking to, to, the, to the here and now and to the tension. So speak to the tension. That leads me to the second one. I would say like create a good balance between both our felt needs, our real needs, you know, like, and I think that felt needs are more of things like, hey, how do, you know, especially if you're talking to your high school students or your college, how to find a, you know, a a spouse, like that's a felt need that people, but they're always, they're thinking about that. So the question is, is like, what are the felt needs that people have, like, parenting classes or marriage and family, like those things are singleness, like those things are how to raise children, you know, like those are things that like I need help. Like, and so like have a regular rotation, but then you also have the real needs. Like, like um, Pastor Hyden was saying, it's the idea of prayer, sharing your faith, the gospel, like you got to have a good healthy tension, you know, when you're, when you're doing that. And so being able to create that. And I think we have, a, you know, a good rhythm where we're not just kind of like, hey, there's times we're just going to walk through the books of the Bible and there's times that we're going to kind of hit this specific need and, you know, and create. And the third one is that I would say is this. Understand that preaching is not limited to Sunday. Mm. Like there's so many other platforms than you that you can preach on and that you can yeah. leverage that there's other multiple platforms. And so like, like we've created many video series and many things that was just like that we're just sending out to our people or like there's so many different ways to minister and give platforms for people to speak and to preach and proclaim the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ outside of just simply the Sunday. So understand that there's other areas that you can preach. That's good. Good. Hyde, what about you, man? Yeah. Well, I just want to say, you know, as I was hearing both of you guys share, you guys gave, gave very good tangible things. I think to the church planter, I would encourage, and to myself as well, keep getting better as a preacher, as a communicator. Work on this craft. Work on this skill. Get feedback from people that aren't just yes men, but people that are going to keep it 100 with you and, and share how you can continue to grow. I think that we're living in a culture and in a time, and especially in, within the church realm where you got like celebrity pastors and things like that, and, and a lot of of the time it's because there's these just really gifted dynamic speakers 
And I think that a lot of church planners sometimes don't do well because they're preaching average sermons mm. or they're not working on the word like they should, or they're, they're stepping up. They've worked all this work to get to Sunday and then they bring a subpar word. And so, you know, I just think, man, there's so much value in learning and watching other communicators from a variety of different backgrounds and genres and, and it's being open to growing in your craft. A book that I love, um, I know, I know uh, Noah, you enjoy this one as well, is Faithful Preaching by Tony Morita. Great book on preaching, great book on, on Christ-centered preaching. Get some good commentaries in your study time. Dahati referenced uh, having a teaching team. Brilliant idea. I learned that under Pastor Vance, just being able to be a part of that weekly teaching team and kind of putting all the ingredients for the sermon together. But I just think, man, honestly, we need better sermons. We need better preaching. And as guys work on it, I think we're going to see that. And so that would be some of my thought. That's what, that's where I'm at. I want to, I want to get better. I I got that mom Kobe mentality. Go ahead. Let me just say this before we wrap up. I mean, yeah. Preach Christ. Yeah. And when I say preach Christ, preach the person and work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is yeah, sufficient. Yeah. And I think we'll be remiss without just kind of, you know, talking about that and making sure that we are doing that. And I, and I love what Pastor Hyden just said. The reality is this. Every sermon, you know, COVID kind of took a gap, but we're about to pick this back up. Um, we study together, like, as leaders and pastors. And we, you know, we, we debrief together. And I think that that is That's so good. critical wow. to yeah. kind of like practicing. But it's also yeah. so vulnerable, yeah. you know, but it's so helpful. And so I would just say, preach Christ and don't do it alone. That's good. That's good, Great. guys. Yes, all kinds of methods, all kinds of strategies, all kinds of tools that we can. And we'll continue to give in this podcast. But planters, pastors, as you listen, there's nothing else that you do preach the word in season and out of season. Don't stop. Keep lifting up Jesus. And he said when he's lifted up, he'll draw all people to himself. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. As always, if you want to know more about church planting with Send Network, you can text Send Network to 888-123. That's Send Network, two words, to 888-123. And until next time, we are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.